Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Always good to the very last note. Yes, every every single song we play is always good to the very last note. Good morning, Shelly. How you doing? Brad, I am living the dream. How about you? Living the dream. I'm living the nightmare. (laughs) You're not living the nightmare. Stop it. We we both have thoughts in our heads uh, that, uh, you know, how our life is. And uh, we compare that to uh, nighttime, right? Well, it's morning time. It's time to get up, time to be productive or, you know. Time to rise and shine, time to make the donuts. And I said to the sun, good morning, sun, rise and shine today. You, you, th- you think you, you got to get going if you're going to make a show. And <laughs> hey, we're, we're trying. I used to sing that to my daughter to get her up out of bed for school. Well, she hated me. I was, I was going to say. I used to say to the son, good morning, son. I used to yell it. <laughs> she won't sing that song to this day. Shelly, uh, the, the goal of the show is to uh, get listeners to stay and not to drive them away. So. I know. I have <laughs> so, my moments. So if, Just... if, if you called up your daughter right now, and you, if, or if I called up your daughter right now, and she was awake, and you sang that song she to her. She's she, on her way to clinicals. She'd get upset? Huh? If I, if I, if I called her up right now, and yeah. I had her sing those songs, I had you sing those songs to her, would she be upset? No. Oh, okay. She'd be okay with that? she'd just say, oh, God, that's my mom. <laughs> I love her, but she's just my mom. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> she's the adult in the relationship, in case you didn't know. Yeah, I have to tell you a funny thing that happened with two of my sons yesterday, but we'll talk about that yesterday. I mean, we'll talk about we'll talk that. about that today. <laughs> we'll talk about that today. <laughs> the, no, the things that happened today, we'll talk about it yesterday. How's that? Okay. That, that, that works. Does that make any sense at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> the weather, well, you know what? It's cold out there. It's 27 right now, although they say it's supposed to be up to 44. Should have some sun this morning. Uh, rest of the week, tomorrow, uh, 30. Friday, 39. Saturday, 51. Sunday, rainy and 44. So uh, that's what it's supposed to be like the rest of the week. We will have the complete forecast with our very own meteorologist, Jennifer Wojcicki. And she's coming up in eh, probably right around a half an hour from now. Uh, Lots of stuff in the news. We'll talk about that as we go through the morning. Some crazy weird stuff in the news. Um, You know, I've got some bizarre weird stories to talk about. uh, Some sort of sad stories to talk about. And some really funny stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, all sorts of things like that. And this is BS in the morning. If you don't know the rules here, you have to listen to us. Uh, if you comment on any of our Facebook pages, please don't be a jerk. <laughs> I did something yesterday that Shelly witnessed that I haven't done in years and years and years and years and years. And I unfriended someone on Facebook who got very, <gasps> very, 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 very antagonistic with me. And it's just the point. It's like, okay, give it a rest. You know, I mean... You know, why? What's what's the deal with all the negative energy? You know, I mean, there's enough bad stuff that happens in the world and happens to, you know, each and every one of us on a weekly, monthly, daily, you know, sometimes hourly basis without people heaping on more. You know what I'm saying? I do. And negativity breeds negativity. Well, you know, haters got to hate, I guess. It's one of those things. And I quite honestly, I I don't necessarily understand. But I was awful proud of you. Well, I mean, it just got to the point where, where, you know, you know the whole situation. And we'll talk about yeah. it later. It got to the point where, uh, first, if it was something I put up on my Facebook page about 
my little Debbies. And somebody went after me about little Debbies. And I mean, not like, haha, funny, funny went after me. They went after me with a vengeance about, you know, how I was eating poison and uh, come on, whatever. You know, and of course, I probably made a mistake by replied back and I go, well, yeah, but little Debbies are vegan, which they are because they don't they don't kill any animals, uh, you know, for 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 little Debbies. There's no meat in them. Although, you know what? I'm, I, I should check that because there might be I might be wrong in that because they may use um, milk for the chocolate. Yeah, I don't know. I have to look. I have to look at that. I mean, I don't. I don't think they do. I. I think if I read it before, and I think it was all like, you know, the interesting thing was, I gosh, you know, this, this reminds me of, I, you know, let me digress just a minute. Years and years and years and years ago, when I first got into the radio business, uh, I did a talk show on uh, this. Uh, well, the old the old call letters of KSLQ was not the station it is now. It's Y ninety eight ninety eight one, and we used to have a recurring guests, and I can still remember her name. Her name was Mary Margaret Richardson. And she was with the Food and Drug Administration. They had an office here in St. Louis at the time, and she'd come on and she'd talk about, you know, various things. She'd talk about, uh, you know, uh, drugs that uh, people should watch out for. She'd talk about, you know, healthful eating and things like that. And one night, some guy called in, and you know, and this is like way back when, was like, yeah, I can't believe all the processed food and all the chemicals. I hate eating all the chemicals, and I eat nothing but natural food. And she said to him, it was pretty funny. She said, do you drink milk? And he goes, yeah, of course I drink milk. So she rattles off all the chemical compounds in milk. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, broken down by, by you know, milk. And then another time, a guy, uh, no, it was a woman came on. God, I remember this is so funny. And she said, she says, well, anything that's natural, you know, uh, you can eat and it's good for you. Anything that's natural. And this lady, Mary Margaret Richardson, you know, chimes in. And she says, have you ever taken science in high school? And the lady said, yeah. And do you know what the periodic chart of elements is, the periodic table of elements? Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Okay, well, those are all natural ingredients. So, in other words, you're telling me that if you go out and eat arsenic, that's 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 helpful for you or if you went out and ate lead that's helped for you you know or if you went and, and ground up aluminum and and ate aluminum chips you know like small little flakes of aluminum that's good for you and the lady well no hold on that's different well those are all natural you know and it was like okay this is pretty good i like this lady <laughs> You know, the, she was disruptive back then. But don't don't you? I mean, I don't know if this happens to you, but why do people have to try to run my life? You know what I mean? Now, I get it. If I were like an alcoholic, and I'd been you know arrested ten times for drunk driving, and you know I was sleeping on a bench somewhere, and my life was falling apart, you know, if people were trying to intervene and help me, I get it. But if people are just trying to say, well, you do this, that's terrible, I wouldn't do that. Okay, you're perfect and I'm not, right? Everybody needs a handler, Brad. <laughs> so you're telling me I need somebody to tell me that, that little Debbies are poison, right? <laughs> no, I don't necessarily mean that. But No, I really don't. I think that she was a little out of line well, with the way that she was... I don't know how to explain it. We'll tell the whole story later. I mean, and, and, and <laughs> here's the interesting part of it is I sent her on Facebook, and I think you can still see it. I sent her one of my Brad video emojis. 
Okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I have I have a series of these emojis. That, these gifts. That that me. Yeah, no, they're not. They're actually videos. They're not gifts because they have audio with them. Gifts don't have audio. This is these are full. Oh, okay. These are full 1080p videos that I recorded. That it's little little sayings and things like that. And so, one of my sons saw this, and because he's one of my Facebook friends, and if I tell you the rest of the story, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually pretty funny. Is this funny. the funny thing about your son that we're going to talk about later? Well, this is my this is my son who is has a very dry sense of humor. This is my son who is the brainiac who has the uh, uh, the double uh, major degree from Mizzou in computer science and electrical engineering who now works for Amazon, and uh, you know he's always been. And matter of fact, what's interesting is people that know all of my kids say that this is like the son that is me. That he looks like me, he walks like me, he talks like me, you know, uh, the same kind of thing. And only I, he's like five inches above me. Yeah, well, he's like no, he's I mean, he's what? He's six inches taller than me. He's what six foot eight or something like that. It's crazy. I'm the shrimp of my tall family. Drink of water. Oh my god, he's tall kid. And I'm, and for a long time, he was. He, I don't think he weighed two hundred pounds. I don't know if he still does. I mean, he might weigh two hundred pounds now, but you know, I mean, six foot eight. I mean, you know, you see these guys who are six foot eight on the football teams, and they're, you know, they weigh like three forty. You know, I mean, some of them are big, big dudes. But uh, you know, interesting. So, anyway, that's the show. Uh, we're going to move along here. We're going to play some music. We'll be back. It is six fifteen. Westplex one hundred seven point one. You know, every time I hear that song, it reminds me of the the book called "Bringing Down the House" and the movie Twenty One. You know what those are about? I didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry. I said every time I hear that song, the Katy Perry song about uh, waking up in Vegas, I think of the book uh, Bringing Down the House and the movie 21. Do you know what those are about? I do not. Uh, the book is, uh, the movie 21 was based loosely on the book, but these were a team of MIT students who were brainiacs who went to Vegas and counted cards in the blackjack table and made gazillion dollars. Didn't they shut them down? Yeah, well, eventually they did, but there was but there was a whole team of them. Matter of fact, if you read it, if you go into Wikipedia, it's pretty fascinating. There have been all sorts of teams put together by uh, various people, uh, mainly graduates of MIT, Harvard. You know, the really smart people, because we you remember we talked about that. That unless you go to one of the top ten schools, you're wasting your money at college because of the fact that if you're a dummy that goes to like uh, SLU or Mizzou or UMSL or SIU Edwardsville, you're just wasting your money because of the fact that uh, you're not, you know, want to go to one of the elite uh, schools and you'll never get in the federal government because of the fact that you have to go to Harvard or something like that. But that's a whole that's other not story. true. <laughs> well, well, it is true. How many people, no, how many no, people do you know in the administration right now who are from UMSL? are from Mizzou or SLU or SIU Edwardsville or Truman State or Missouri State. Nobody. Because they don't, you know, because once in again. In the federal government? Yeah, those are flyover schools. You know, you know, they, they, people go to flyover <laughs> schools. That's not true, Brad. It is true, Shelley. You know, give me. Here, I worked here. for the government for most of my adult life. I'm telling you. That's not true. I'm telling you in D.C., the East Coast, the elites, the people who are working fed, fed jobs in, in D.C., Making big bucks, working the federal jobs, working in the administration, working in the White House, working in the Pentagon, working in, uh, you know, Secretary of State's office, that kind of stuff. There's nobody. They're all East Coast snob people. Well, those of us out in the field can go to any college that we I'm would not, like. Once again, I'm not talking and about... And still be able to progress through our career. Well, anyway, what I was talking about was... You're uh, just picking out the upper echelon of 
the East Coast is what you're doing. Because that's the only way you really succeed in government. That's you, not true, Brad. On in Shelly, did you work in D.C.? No, but my husband did. Okay, but but once again, was he a high-level person when he worked in D.C.? He was. Okay, did he go and talk to the president? No. Okay, that's my point. <laughs> that's my point. Unless you're like one of the elites, you know, that went to one of those colleges. Think about it. You know, all the people that, that have been president in the last, uh, you know, decades, okay? You know, Bill Clinton, he went to, uh, he went to what, uh, Oxford and, and had a law degree from Yale or something like that. Um, you know, Trump, Trump's a graduate of what, uh, um, a couple big colleges. Uh, the Wharton School of Business? Right, exactly. You know, that's like high end. That, once again, he's coast. You know, it was at Philadelphia, whatever. Anyway, the point I was trying to make was that these guys organized these teams and they went to Vegas and they card counted and they made gazillion dollars. And even to the point where it's interesting, I read something about it just the other day that talked about how they actually set up investment clubs where people would put money in, you know, like a 401k, people who, who didn't have anything to do with these. You know, they were just like, hey, you know, want to make some good return on your money? Hey, we're going out to Vegas and we're going to card count. We're going to make a bunch of money <laughs> if you invest. And, and they guaranteed they guaranteed these people. And it wasn't like a Ponzi scheme like like uh, Bernie Madoff. It was, an, you know, our like uh, Lou Perlman, the guy who put together the uh, uh, the Backstreet Boys and the um, um, InSync uh, and the InSync, InSync. I said like, yo, yo, I listen to the InSync. Um, anyway, uh, they put together these investment uh, clubs, and people made a lot of money because these people went out and they card counted. And and it's interesting because if you go on if you go on YouTube, you can find some of these videos of guys getting kicked out of. Of of uh, of casinos where they they wear like a hidden camera and a hidden microphone, and you'll see them playing. You know, first off, it's illegal to do that. Uh, but second off, you know, it's illegal to card count. Or I guess it, I don't know if it is or not. I don't know if it's. I don't, I don't know if that's. It actually, is illegal to card count. I don't know, if, but I don't know if it's actually against the law. In Vegas, I mean, it is. Yeah, but I I don't know if it's a it's a law in 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 Nevada. It might be a rule the casinos have, but I don't know if it's actually illegal to do that. Anyway, they, they if you know how the whole thing is, they they can they can figure out the odds of what the hands are because they card count. There used to be a guy that used to be. I, I hope he's still alive because he was an interesting guy. A guy named Bruce Williams. And he used to do a talk show. He used to, matter of fact, before Rush Limbaugh came around, Bruce Bruce Williams had the reputation or the the uh, distinction of being the number one rated talk show, the syndicated talk show in the country. And he was here in St. Louis. He was on WIBV, and I think he might have even been on Camwex for a while. I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, if you listen closely to when he was doing the show, you could hear him moving something around. And one night, somebody called him on it. And they go, Bruce, when I'm talking to you, I hear you're doing, you're rustling something in the studio. And he was saying that he was dealing blackjack hands to himself while he was on the air because he went to, with him, he was in the East Coast, he went to Atlantic City all the time. And he was a card counter. And if they suspect you, if the dealer suspects you of being a card counter, they start talking you up. In other words, the idea being is if you're sitting there and watching the hands and, and uh, you know, and they think that you're card counting, the dealer will start, hey, what do you think about the weather? Hey, how about those Yankees? You know, hey, you know, what do you think is going to happen, you know, with the election coming up? You know, they would start talking to you to try to throw you off. And what he would do was he would sit there and deal himself hands and card count while he was doing the talk show because he was practicing being diverted by the dealers 
trying to talk to him in the casinos. Is that weird or what? No, I actually think it's kind of smart. <laughs> <laughs> and you could hear him. like, And it was gotten to the point where once he talked about this, if you listen closely to him when he was on the air, you could hear him. Sometimes you'd hear him shuffling, shuffling the cards. Shuffling the cards. Right? He's shuffling the cards. And then you heard, like, you know how, like, cards, if you push them, you know, you, you, you sort of, like, you know, put them down on the table, they'll sort of make a little bit of a noise. You know what I mean? I mean, not yeah. a lot, but, you know, a little. Yeah, like, or, you know, like you put them down, and, you know, and you can, you know, and you can hear them come out of the deck, you know, if, like, pull, you know, like, it's, yeah. I mean, not a lot. But it's to the point where if you're, you know, in an environment where it's not super loud, you can hear that. Anyway, I don't know how I got talking about that. I never go into environments that aren't supervised. <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> I'm not allowed to know. <laughs> it's BS in the morning, 629. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. <sighs> and you know what? I screwed up. No, I oh, didn't. no. Hold on. No, no. no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me stop something. So I could sit there and talk? No, and... no, 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 no. I have a problem with... This computer, every once in a while, it locks up on me. That's what it just did. Let me see if I can get it unlocked. Da, 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 do this, you know do you're this. on the air, right? Yes, I know that. I'm trying to get it unlocked oh, right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, 629. I'm back. Westplex 107.1. Shelly's back. You heard it. 636. Good morning. It is It is BS in the morning. BS. How come you always talk over the songs, Brad? <laughs> You did too, Shelly. I know. <laughs> BS in the morning. Dot show. Oopsie. Yeah. And and well, I, I tell you the truth. What I was doing was I was sorry. It was in the other studio, but um, I got something new in the other studio that I'm working on. I got a matter baby. What's a matter baby? Nothing, baby. What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, it's a dad joke. Oh. <laughs> See, now that was funny, and I got it. That joke you told yesterday, which I can't even remember what it was, I totally didn't get it, and nor did you explain it to me. What joke did I tell you yesterday? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was towards the end. I'll have to listen to the podcast. Which, by the way, everyone, just in case you don't know, you can actually listen to the BS in the Morning podcast um, on Alexa, all you have to do is say, Alexa, open BS in the Morning podcast, and it'll show you the, the last episode. It'll play the last episode. I have been listening. Because it goes out and seeks it on Apple Podcasts. It's actually sort of cool. We're putting the podcasts up every day, and uh, all it is is just Shelly and I talking for however long the show lasts, um, which sometimes I'm thinking to myself, who would listen to this? But I'm amazed at how many people are listening to the podcasts. Um, <laughs> yesterday... I, I I told you the other night I was listening to an interview with Huey Lewis, Huey yes. Lewis in the news, and it was a two-part interview, and I listened to part of it last night, and he's a fascinating guy, and I do remember this because it came out in the news about two or three years ago that he lost most of his hearing. Did you know about this? I did not. He can't, he can understand speech, but I mean, this is sad. This is a guy who's been a musician since he's been like, you know, like 14 or 15 years old. And we told the story that uh, yesterday about how his father, when he graduated from high school, he skipped second grade, small, smart kid, got a perfect score on either the SAT or the ACT. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, graduated from high school at 16. His dad, who was a doctor, essentially said to him, hey, you need to take a year off. And he, he I mean, get, I, I read more of the story. He stowed away on a plane. I don't know how you do. Well, I guess back then you could get away with that. Uh, this would have been back in the 60s. He stowed away on a plane and got to England. So in other words, he, 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 he flew for free to England. And then he just traveled around Europe for a year and made money by playing his harmonica. He just like would go and 
town squares and put out like a you know a tip jar or whatever you know like a hat or something like that and and people would throw money and he just and got to the point where where he lived with people for a while people would take him in he lived in a couple different countries with people for a while and he'd go during the day and he'd go you know help them out with their house and do stuff like that and then at night he would go and hang out at clubs and you know and and busk and play his his harmonica and then after about a year he got tired of that so he he worked real hard for about a month to make enough money to get a plane ticket to come back to the United States. Anyway, he lost his hearing like two years ago, and he can hear speech, but he can't hear music. And he says it's... Oh, it's, that's such a shame. I know. Can you imagine that? How sad that would be someone who yes. has been a musician their entire life. He says that when that when you play music, it just sounds like 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 hash. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, he he can't he can't pick up notes anymore. He can't pick up he can't pick up pitch, uh, and it just sounds just sounds like just like sort of like like noise. It, there's there's nothing he can't and he, to the point where he says he, he for some reason his hearing uh, defect it masks the vocals. So in other words, he can't even hear people singing. He says the only exception to that is that if someone is singing, like, let's say, and they've got, like, a very, very, very light piano accompaniment behind it, like, I guess, like a slow song where, you, you know, like somebody like a, you know, like almost like a, you know, like a, 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 a what do you call it, a, a, a lounge guy, you know what I mean? Like, you used to go in the bars and there would be a guy there in a piano yeah. playing. playing. Yeah, he, he can like he- Tony Viviano. Yes, yes, yes. He can hear that, you know, but if there's any kind of instrumentation to it, it's just all hash. And I'm going like, Damn. Um, and and I'm thinking, how sad would that be? You know, if yeah. you if you made your living. I wonder if he's a candidate for that cochlear implant. Well, it's it, now that's a little bit different because with Rush Limbaugh, he lost his hearing, and that's sort of yeah, sad as well did. too. He lost his hearing by the drugs because he had a back problem. He had back surgery, and he got hooked we on. We don't really need to go into all that. No, 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 no. He got he talks about that. He got hooked on opioids. He got hooked on 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 prescription painkillers. That's how he lost his hearing. Uh, because he had, you know, he, you know, like what's sad. I mean, come on, you and I've been to think Kyle Gaines, who's the, uh, isn't it Kyle Gaines? Isn't that his name? The, the SCAD guy. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the SCAD representative, that's Kyle Gaines. He's, he's a rock star. Right, right. And he talks about this all the time that people, uh, have, you know, uh, people who the, the opioid crisis is, has affected so many people. That's not your typical drug addiction. It's not like people go out and, Hey, I'm going to snort some cocaine. Some of these people started with you know, prescription opioids, which were prescribed by their doctors because they had an injury or something like that, or an illness where they had a tremendous amount of pain, and then they got hooked, and that was the deal with Rush Limbaugh, and it and it and it killed his hearing. So he's got the cochlear implant, um, you know, and and you know, once again, I mean, talk about a guy who needs his hearing. He's a radio guy, you know. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, it would be like if you and I lost our hearing, we couldn't do this anymore. It would be over. We'd be done. There's some people out there probably going, I wish they would lose Yay. their hearing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. They go, oh, Brad's going to lose no, his hearing? Not. Yes. They're going, no, I don't want that to happen to you, Brad. <sighs> yeah, right, right. You're right, my right, favorite right, right, Mike right. monkey. Yeah. And Shelly, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I've got to. Shelly, just bless your heart. <laughs> we got we to take a break because i got to check the, the, the Matter Baby in the other studio. Okay, go check the Matter Baby in the studio. It's 6.42. You're not going to fall for it again. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not going to fall for that or Framister. Uh, not going to happen. You know what? Uh, boy, I don't know. I think there's something. I think there's something in, on, on fire in the studio. It's It, it, it's, it smells like Updog. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. <laughs> 
It's 6.43 Westplex now. Westplex 107.1. Can't we just talk? Shelly, did you, did you get that Mata I sent you? I did not get that Mata. Oh, okay. You need to resend it. Okay, I'll resend it. Okay, to make my point, once again, I'm going to talk about Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas because he's in the news. But once again, Senator Tom Cotton, he's a senator. He's from Arkansas. He hangs out in D.C. Guess where his undergraduate degree is from, Shelley? Harvard. Exactly. And guess where his J.D., guess where what law school he went to? Harvard. Very good. I'm my, once again, I make my point that if you are somebody important, if you're a senator, a representative, you're somebody who works in the administration of the White House, if you're like the attorney general, you can't go to like UMSL or SLU or Wash U, even Wash U. You have to go to one of the elite top 10 schools because otherwise you'll never make it in government. But anyway, Tom Cotton came out yesterday and said that he has a source that knows the source of the coronavirus that came out of China. And you know they what? They say it was a bat. No. You know what he says it is? What? There's a secret biochemical laboratory in Wuhan, China. And this was a mutant virus that they created in the lab that got out of the lab. And they're saying that... Okay, is he a conspiracy theorist? Well, it's if you read the story, it's pretty interesting. Because the fact that, that they, you know, keep in mind the Chinese, they don't have a free press. The One of the things in the United States, which we still have, you know, maybe it might go away someday. But for the time being, it's still here, where we have investigative reporters that work for the various newspapers and radio stations and TV stations. And in China, that's not allowed. Because if you are an investigative reporter, you end up disappearing or ending up in a work camp somewhere um, because of the fact that the Chinese government only wants uh, people to know what they want them to know. So he claims that and, and, and his source of this is Lancet, which is the journal of the American Medical Association. And this was an article in the AMA journal, the Lancet journal, that talks about this secret lab and they call it, I'm not exactly sure of what all the designations for, but they, but he, he claims it's a level four biochemical lab, which supposedly is like, I guess, I don't know if that's the highest level, but it's in other words, where they're working on like super, 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 super nasty stuff, you know, and it could be even for like chemical warfare and things like that. And he claims that the Chinese government put out the uh, rumor about the fact that it was a, a first of it was a bat or it was like a pig or something like that, that that the virus skipped from an animal into a human. But he says, nope, that's not what happened. And he says, that's why it's centered in Wuhan, China, because that's where this lab is. So, uh, you know, you may call him a, you know, a uh, foil head or whatever they call it, you know, or a conspiracy theorist, or, you know, <laughs> tin, uh, to, 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 you know, tinfoil head, whatever. Um, but I don't know. It's pretty interesting. And when you think about it, it's like, OK, how did because remember, that's where this whole thing started in Wuhan, China. And it's to the point where, um, you know, it could very well be true. You know, who knows? I mean, even. OK, so you're saying that. um that that location is our is our Area 51. Well, no, no, no. Area 51 doesn't necessarily do with biochemical stuff. Area 51 is more about you know, uh, you know. Nobody really knows what Area well, 51 it's, it's, does. It has something to do with aviation. That's what Area 51 has to do with, for the most part, because that's where they claim that you see all these interesting, you know, uh, 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 you know, 
aircraft flying around that look like flying saucers and stuff like that. Um, yes. Yeah, but it's not necessarily. But there are other places in the United States that have the biochemical labs, you know. And, I mean, like, for example, they do. Um, um, I, I'm trying to think that um, somebody told me that there's something in, in the state of Missouri that's involved with that. I can't remember what it was. Well, matter of fact, at Fort Leonard Wood, do you know what one of the uh, uh, areas of expertise they teach there is? That's what they do. They teach uh, biochemical um, response to um, so- soldiers. That's I think it's the only place in the country that has that as far as you know as far as what they do with the uh, training there. Now, obviously, you know they have the basic training. If you go to Fort Leonard Wood, and if you ever go to the airport and to the USO, and you see the guys come in, I've seen that twice, and man, it's fascinating. You see the guys, literally the people off the bus, still in their street clothes, and they line them up outside the USO. You know exactly where that's at because you used to work at the airport. And yes, you, I know. Where, I used to volunteer for the USO as well. Oh no! What did you ever see when they? Did you ever see when they bring them in? I mean, when the, when the recruit, recruits come in. Yes. And they li- they, they line them up out in front of the USO, and then the drill sergeant starts in on them. Man, it's yes. Like, <laughs> and then they they march them out to the bus, and away they go down to Fort Leonard Woods. Yes. They jump on. These boys are, I mean, and they are boys. Boys and girls. I mean, they're they're young men. Well, boys and girls. And they come in and they eat hot dogs and they play on their you know in the USO and they're comfortable, and then when it's time for them to go. You can you can sit there and see their childhood floating behind well, them well, trying to catch there's, up. There's there's two different people that go through the USO. They're the people that are already in the army who have already you know been yes. through through basic training. A lot of times, it, you know that that that's where they they come out of Fort Leonard Wood after they've been, gone through basic and then they come through Lambert you know to wherever they're going to end up. Uh, but this is the the people who have you know have signed on the dotted line. And are not, you know, officially, I guess they've already been sworn in, but they're not actually, you know, they haven't gone through basic yet. But anyway, that's one of the things they have down at Fort Leonard Wood. They have the, um, the, uh, the biochemical response training down there. And I believe also the nuclear response. I think that's part of the same thing. And uh, those are the people that if there were, uh, you know, there are, and, and I think it's, it's across um, the services, too. I think they actually have some um, Air Force and Navy guys go through there. I may be wrong on that, but I know for a fact that it's it's the school they teach uh, the uh, Army guys for response, like chemical warfare and things like that. Man, wouldn't you wouldn't you hate that job? I, mean, I would. I mean, because <laughs> you don't you don't know, like if, if you're ever, uh, you know, if you're in the Army and you ever get uh, uh, essentially assigned to some area where they think there could have been, you know, even the United States could have been some kind of a terrorist attack where you're the guy going in, you know, with, you know, the moon suit and you're going like, OK, this could be nothing. Or this could be like something out of a science fiction movie where, you know, that like one part per, per billion would kill you or something like that. You know what I mean? I do. And yeah, I, I definitely, that's not something that I, when I was playing with Barbie dolls, that's not something I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> I don't think most people ever think about that. I want to yeah. be. A- well, there are probably some that do. Some of those MIT people that, um, that don't go to MIT, but are just as smart. Once again, uh, you know, East Coast school, but if you go there, you can work in the government. But if you go to UMSL, you know, you're lucky. If, if you, you can... work at MIT anywhere, <laughs> I, I had a friend you of... can get a job anywhere. MIT is for the smartest of the smart and the geekiest of the geeks. Are you talking about Missouri, Illinois tractor? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I had a guy that I went to high school with with MIT. And one, one, uh, one Thanksgiving break... 
he couldn't come home because he couldn't afford to come home. So I drove up there and spent the, uh, the week with him, the Thanksgiving week with him in his, in his frat house at, in Boston and got my car broken into. <laughs> and that was in the old days of Boston where they used to have the combat zone. You know what the combat zone was? Uh-uh. The combat zone was an area of Boston where they had legalized prostitution. And it was like an area that the city declared because they had a, pro- a problem with prostitution and drugs and things like that. So they just decided, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to make this area of downtown Boston an area where it's legal to have prostitution. It's essentially quasi-legal to sell drugs. And we'll just put everybody in this area, and that way we'll keep all the all the, the scum buckets out of the rest of the city of Boston. And if you want to go to to uh, to this area, you know, knock yourself out. But be forewarned, it's, you know, there's a lot of nasty people there, and there's prostitution, and there's drugs, and things like that. And if you don't want any of that part of it, you just don't go to the combat zone. So we went down to the combat zone. Of course you did. <laughs> but, and you know what? It was, it was like, sort of like, okay, this is it. You know, because people... And you just went to People Watch, of course. Well, it was bizarre. It was, it was, it was like a real, it was like a real seedy area of, of, of town and had all like the sex shops where they had like, you know, blow up dolls. They had them in the window. You know, you could buy a blow up doll and, you know, and sex toys and stuff like that. And, you know, and there were places that, you know, hi, big boy, how you doing? You know, that kind of stuff, you know. (laughs) Yeah, we get it, Brad. I mean, we kind of, yeah. Other than that... You just missed, um... What's my jiggers? Um, you just missed Sage. No, 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 no. Well, well, it, well, to a certain extent, it was sort of like that. But I mean, it was like in a downtown environment. These were all storefronts, you know. I mean, you're just walking around, and it's and once again, to me, it was like everybody. Oh, the combat zone, and that's what I even said. I said to my friend Dave, I go, I go, we're gonna go to the combat zone. He goes, hey, that's not that much of a big deal. I go, really? He goes, yeah. He says everybody, you know, that's gotten so much press around the country. He says, you know, nobody here goes to the combat zone. I go, really? So he says, yeah, if you want, we'll go down there. So we took the T, you know, the, the, the subway, whatever it's called, and we went to the combat zone. And one, once again, he was right. It was like a real rundown part of town. It was like a place. Because Brad wanted to go and people watch. Well, but, you know, once again, I've told, I think I've told one of my kids that one time. Oh, no, my son, who's now in Boston, I asked him about that. I said, I said hey, you ever been to the combat zone? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And I go, well, there used to be an area in Boston. He goes, he says, I'm not that old. I go, I am. And I remember it. And I was there. You know, and, and once again, it would be like, it would be sort of like, you know, I guess Sage would be a good example of that. It's, if you know where, if you want to go to the strip clubs, you know where to go. You know, as the one guy, used to be one disc jockey in the point, used to do live ads for Pops. And I never forget, his, his tagline in the commercials were, hey, it's easy to go to Pops. Just head east across the Poplar Street Bridge, head south on Route 3, and when you can taste the air, you're there. And feel the glitter. <laughs> no, but, but, there, but all the chemical plants there. Monsanto's got a chemical plant there. And there that's was, true. And they, there was, that's true. But it is a lovely ambiance. And there was a, there was a, a rubber recycling place where they used to, they used to recycle rubber tires. And, and I mean, it used to be like you drive through there and it's like oh my god it really does reek over here you know and it's not from yeah it does the sage area i mean not from the the club area hey we got to take a break we'll be right back it's seven o'clock westplex 1071 and that's halsey 709 good morning it's bs in the morning i am shelly she is brad our website is bs the morning dot show good morning shelly how are you doing 
Brad, I am amazing. How are you? Sunshine. The sun's coming up. It's so nice. It's going to be a sunny day. High's going to be right around 45 or so. So it's going to be a good day. We'll have our very own meteorologist, Jennifer Wojcicki. She'll be up in about half an hour to give us the complete forecast. Okay, you know what the number 911 is, right? I do. Do you know they're proposing a new number, 988? For what? Mental health suicide prevention line. Huh. Well, that's that's actually kind of good. This is something that uh, has gotten some traction. Uh, matter of fact, uh, there's a Federal Communications Commission um, a, a petition that essentially uh, trying to get the FCC to uh, uh, make this a nationwide thing. So that if uh, and, and the reason being is there are people that claim that uh, there are a lot of 800 numbers for suicide prevention. But when someone is, uh, you know, in the depths of depression or however has gotten them to the point where they're on the doorstep of suicide, that they're not going to remember an 800 number, but they will remember 988. So that's what has been uh, proposed to the FCC. And matter of fact, one of the radio groups here that has uh, stations here in town, Intercom, is behind it. Uh, they essentially have started a, 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 a campaign called I'm Listening. And that's reached more than 50 million people around the country. Uh, they've also got uh, musicians, athletes, veterans joining the conversation about mental health. And the whole idea behind this is that uh, so if you are you know, not in good shape, Considering suicide, you grab the phone, you dial 988. Now, here's the problem. I've read that in some areas where they have mental health lines, and I don't know if this is in Missouri, but I've read in some other states where they have like 800 numbers that are, you know, sponsored by the government. You know, like there's 800 bets off, which if you're like a gambling addict, um, that when you call the numbers, nobody answers. And because, uh, matter of fact, I think I read somewhere where where they did a, a research study on that and like only one in four phone calls was answered by some of these crisis intervention lines. We're going like, okay, that'd be like dialing 911. Have you ever, have you ever been, have you ever dialed 911 and been put on hold? Yes. I have, I have as well too. I was in Kansas City, I guess a couple years ago, uh, visiting my son and there was a lady whose car who stalled right in the middle of the interstate. Can't remember if it was on 435 or where I was at in Kansas City. But, I mean, she was just literally stalled. Like, it was a four-lane highway, and she was, like, in lane number two from the left. Just sitting, sitting, you know, just dead in the water. And I dialed 911, and I was on hold for 10 minutes. I'm going like... Uh, and I have no idea what agency I had because I don't know Kansas City that well. I don't know if I was if I was getting the Missouri Highway Patrol or the Kansas Highway Patrol or some municipality or some county. But it just came to think, I'm sorry, but all lines are busy. Please hold. And the next 911 operator, I'm going like, I don't believe this. I mean, let's say you were like having a heart attack or, you know, your house was on fire and you dial 911 and you get that. I mean, like I was somewhat shocked by that. Well, it's only happened one time, but I want to go back to the 988. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a nationwide thing. And although this isn't similar, but it wasn't a nationwide rollout. Um, You know how you have to put your, when you're buying something with a credit card, you have to put your, your credit card into this machine and then if you don't want debit, you have to press this button. Right, if you right, want right, right. crash, you want this one. None of it is 
across the nation, none of it is conforming to it's it's not the same across the nation. Oh, it's not the it's same. It's not the same in the cities. It's That's not, silly. It's not the same from store to store. It all depends on who the credit card processor is. I know exactly what exactly. you're saying. Exactly. They should have made mandatory made that to where I mean this is a nationwide campaign. Well, I I have the solution to that. What's that? All payments. Pay cash. Exactly. All payments need to be made in cash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Heck with that. I, I really do like that 988. Well, that's that. There, I, you know, who knows what will happen with it? I mean, you know, we've already gotten some dedicated lines like 811. I believe that's a nationwide thing where that's like the dig right number. You know, if you're going to be if you're going to dig, at least it is in Missouri. I don't know if that's all over the country. But if you dial 811, you get the dig right people who are the people who come out and locate utility lines. If you're going to like, you know, trench something out or something like that um and the 555 is for movies and tv 555 yeah if you ever notice i mean you don't want to dial it but if you ever if you ever notice the when you're watching tv or you're watching a movie and they have a phone conversation and they they leave like let's say I call you and I leave a message. Yeah. My number is five 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 nine two two six six six. And they do that. That's their own specific well, they, area code. No, it's it's the yeah, it's, it is too. No, no, no. It's 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 not an area code. It's just a number. Nobody assigns none of the none of the uh, central offices around the country. None of the, the phone companies assign five 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 as a as a in in the old days this, because it's saved for Hollywood. Well, they just don't assign it. It's not necessarily saved for Hollywood. They just don't assign it five is five too, five. Brad, my they, entire life. It, that's just I, the way it's been. I, I know. All of the numbers Shelly. never have a, uh, an area code. It's always five five five. No, no, no. They have an area code, but they don't have the number is a five 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 number. It would be like area code three one four five 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 one two three four. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it's, it's not. Hey, try dialing here. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Here, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Da, 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 da. Let me do it right now. Here, da, da, da. I'll take my phone. I'll do this. Do five I'll do, five I'll do, five. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just going to do three. Nine. No, three one four five 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 um, uh, nine 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 nine. Okay. So in here, here, let's see what happens. Okay, hold on. It's dialing. Uh huh. The number or code you have dialed is incorrect. Please check the number or code and try again. You can dial any area okay, code with that. And that's like fine. here, I'll do so Illinois. Do me a favor hold, hold, and hold. dial five five five, and then whatever numbers that you want after that. Well, it, it, it because it's not just a, do it, it's, Brad. It's not a valid area code either. But any here, pick here, here, here Illinois. Here we go. Six one eight. Five no, five five. You're not doing what I'm asking. I you know to what do. you're saying, Shelly, but what you're saying is is five 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 is not a valid area code. You can dial five 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 and dial any seven numbers, and you're going to get the thing that's going to say, "Sorry, that's not because there is no five 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 area code." But what I'm saying is there is it's no because it's safe for Hollywood. There is no five 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 exchange. That's the point I'm making. You can dial, and that's why Hollywood uses it. I, I get that, but it wasn't done for Hollywood. It's just the way they did it. Here, here we go. Five five five. I'll do six one eight five 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 one two three four. Okay. Here once again, you dial any area code with five five five, and you'll get the same thing. Hold on. Here we go. The number or code same you dialed is in. You can't. They, they don't. Okay. So appease me and dial five five five. I know what you get. Whatever. Okay. Hold on a minute. Here. Here I'll dial five five five. And I'll dial five 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 one two three four. Okay, so we'll make Shelly happy. Five 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 one two three four. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Hi, you've reached the Shelly Bar Sex Talk Line. <laughs> Are you serious? 
Okay. Oh, look, it's 718. I, it's just, Shelly was trying to pull a scam off to try to just promote her sex line. Can you believe that? I can't Would believe. You stop it. I can't believe she just did that. She pulled that over on me. She tr- Oh my god. Now people are going to be calling your sex just, line. Just and, wait. Wait till I till I uh <laughs> Throw a can of updog on you. 718. Westplex 107.1, Electric Love 721. It is BS in the Morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. And their website for our show is bsinthemorning.show. Shelly's still gloating to me because of the fact that she's saying she's reading all this stuff about 555 numbers. And I'm going like, yeah, I agree, Shelly. I agree. I, you know, I understand. I, I understand. Shelly's got her own sex line at 314-555. Okay, you know that's a big fat lie, so stop it. <laughs> Three one four five 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 nine 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 nine. That's Shelly's sex line. Okay, uh, whatever. <laughs> blah blah blah. And that's what I'm listening to you. And, blah blah blah. And, and by the way, I shouldn't do this, but you know. Well, uh, then please don't. Well, I will anyway. I'm going to give out Shelly's cell phone number on the air. Okay, her cell phone number is three one four eight six seven five three zero nine. So you can call Shelly anytime at You know, you know, did you ever read the article on that? There there's there's people that have had that number all over the country. And it was it was a valid number here in the St. Louis area. Matter of fact, it was a North County number. Uh, it was up in uh, the um, right off of Belfountain in the uh, the uh, Belfountain neighbors area, eight six seven five three oh nine. And it used to be that if you called it I don't know if it is anymore, but if you called it, there was a there was an uh, an operator intercept. She an operator would actually come on and say, "I'm sorry, what number you were calling?" And if you said, uh, you know, eight six seven five three zero nine, the the, uh, the operator would say would say, uh, "Can you tell me the name of the person you're trying to reach?" And they they obviously the operator knew the name of the people that had that phone number. And if you told them the right number, then they would put you through. A lot of cell phones used to do that, actually. What's that? Where they'd ask for the the name of the person. Yeah, the name of the person that's calling. Well, that was when cell phones used to charge for. Uh, you know, do you know that was interesting? You you bring that up in around the world. I brought um, up something interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, around still the still my heart. Around the world, I mean, almost everybody has unlimited cell phone right now, so you can call somebody. But but back in the day when you were charged for uh, cell phone usage, yeah, uh, other countries had it so that inbound calls were free, but we didn't. United States had it if you were on a measured plan, and I think st- there still are measured plans out there. They were like that with long distance charges on your regular phone as well. Inbound, well, of course, the person who was calling you was was paying for the, the unless it was a you know reverse the charges, uh, call and collect. But now they have unlimited long distance because I was when I was away from school. Yeah. You know, um, I actually missed my mom so much that I actually had to put a block on my long distance phone. At my at my at my residence, right? Because my long distance charges talking to my mother, right, were more than my rent. <laughs> what? Yes. Well, how many times a day did you call her? I, I don't know. I called her once or twice a day, and we talk. And so, did you, did you start up by saying, "Mom, I'm lonely." <laughs> oh, lonely AF. Um, no, we just sit there and talk. Like one time, whoa, for whoa. some reason, you know, I lived in an apartment complex, and yeah. for some reason, um, there were like these little weevils. Yeah. And I'm like, Mom, they're spelling "we live" across the ceiling. It was pretty funny, actually. She whoa. thought it was funny. We live across the ceiling. It's a movie, Brad. What? It's an old movie. I don't know what you're talking about. The bugs come out, and they spell "we live." 
Never mind. What movie is I'll that? I'll find the movie for you. Maybe it's up on YouTube. What movie is that? <laughs> it was a scary movie. I like scary movies. And the bug spelled out, we live on the ceiling? Yes. Well, I used to live in a pretty crappy apartment. And, and, and um, um, you know, the bugs would spell out A-M-A-T-T-A on the floor. I don't get it. A-M-A-T-T-A. Oh, Amada? Yeah, and I would look at that, and I would say to the bugs, <laughs> you ready? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. What's Amada with you? <laughs> Is that what you would say, Brad? <laughs> and no, I'm not repeating it. <laughs> You're not repeating what? <laughs> You're not repeating what? <laughs> nothing. Okay, 726. <laughs> Westplex 107.1, yes. Have you ever seen the video for that? I think I have. I haven't seen it lately, but... What a great video. It's like, you know, it's like for us ADD people, it's like a mini movie in like four minutes. You know what I mean? You don't have to sit around for two hours or three hours like, what's the movie, uh, Life and Death in L.A.? What is the one just won, won the uh, the various things? I don't know. Anyway, um... <laughs> I don't know, we got sidetracked on that. Weather's coming up in a minute with our own meteorologist. Her name is? Jennifer Fuchitsky. Okay, I'm going to talk about this, and don't get upset with me, because I'm just going to lay it on the line. I, I talked about this last hour, and I sort of teased it. Um, I have three or four friends on Facebook, okay? Not a lot, but three or four friends. And You have like 5,000. <laughs> Be quiet. So I post things. I love satire, and to the point where... One of the things that I've always loved about Saturday Night Live is when they have the weekend update. Remember way back when yes, it was yes. it was Dennis Miller Jane, used to do you ignorant right, no. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, right. I remember. And, you know, and all the people through the years they had Chevy Chase who did it, and and yes. and the two guys who do it right now are really good. I mean, if you get a chance to look at this, and you can watch it, it's they they stick it up on YouTube, and there's various things where they just you just watch the weekend update, um, and uh, you know for Saturday Night Live. And it's 99.44% satire. Would you agree with me on that? Right? Yes, satire. that's they're, the whole purpose of right, it. Right. They're making fun of the news. They're making fun of people. They're twisting stories around and stuff like that. And I've always been a fan of The Onion, which used to be an actual physical newspaper. It's a comedy newspaper. It's a satire newspaper. It's sort of like the, the, the newspaper version of Mad Magazine. You know, they make fun of things. And, you know, it's always stuff in the news and stuff like that. And from time to time to time, I post things on my Facebook page from The Onion. And I posted something... What was it? I don't know. Late last week or earlier this week, whatever. About um, the the which I thought was a funny story because remember the controversy has come out that now that Bloomberg is seriously trying to become the Democratic candidate for the presidency, all these stories have come out about things that he said in the past. And one of the things he said last week was he got in trouble for the stop and frisk thing that he initiated with the uh, the uh, New York Police Department and essentially stop and frisk Which was... Which we talked about last week. Right. was literally that. They would walk up to you on the street. The cops would walk up to you in the street and say, hey, get up against this wall. We're going to frisk you. And what they were doing was they were, you know, looking for guns and knives and illegal drugs and things like that. And a lot of people said, oh, that violates your, you know, your Fourth Amendment, violates your constitutional right, blah, blah, search and seizure, all that kind of stuff. So... Now he's trying to walk that back. He's trying to essentially say, like, well, you know, I didn't ever, I never really did that. And a thing, a a news or, or a radio interview, a video, uh, you know, of him doing a radio interview surfaced where he was saying that 
they are not stop and frisking enough minorities and they're stopping and frisking too many white people. So that's essentially what he said. I mean, I think that's exactly what he said. So there was an article in The Onion about the fact that uh, the uh, uh, the um, um, Bloomberg uh, committee, you know, the uh, election committee has started a program in New York City where they're stopping black men and forcing them to listen to a campaign pitch about Michael Bloomberg. And it was 100% tongue-in-cheek, ha-ha, funny, funny. You know, the idea was that, you know, it was sort of like a thing where, like, you know, like, hey, he did the stop and frisk. Now it's stop and listen to the pitch. So they would, you know, they would stop black men and they would tell them, you know, hey, this is why you need to vote for Michael Bloomberg. So I put this on my Facebook page. It's from The Onion. So yesterday I had a lady who went after me on my Facebook page and accused me of all sorts of crazy, different, weird stuff, you know, accused me of being a terrible person. And I sent back to her, I sent just a little quick little line. I go, it's the onion. And I, you know, in other words, the idea being is like, hey, it's this stupid satire site. And she thought I said, it's the opinion. And then she goes off me. It's not an opinion. It's a lie. It's a lie. And she actually took the post that I did on Facebook. She screenshot it and she wrote what she typed fake across. Isn't that what she typed fake across it? And she, yeah, she actually wrote it across right. there. And fake, she, fake, fake. And she posts that on my Facebook page. And I keep going like, it's I look, it's satire. You know, it's ha ha funny funny. And she and the more I responded, the, the matter she got. So at one point in time, I sent her my duh emoji. Okay? Now people have their little emojis they sent. And what's the site where you can get like like emojis that you put your picture in and it makes like little cartoon characters of you doing Jib-jab. very jib jib jab, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So I did these and over the over the course of a couple of years I've been various places and I do these. I just, you know, like I got one that's go like, yeah, right. And it's just me. It's just a quick little video of me looking at my phone. I'm shooting my own little video and then I put like a little lower third on it, you know? So I put one of these on there where I did my, and I, I'm looking away from the camera. I look at the camera and I tilt my head and I go, duh. And then I put as a, as a, as a, a, a lower third, I put newsflash, you know, colon, duh. So when somebody sends me something stupid or they send me something, you know, I, I respond with this. And I got a bunch of them. I've got one like, yeah, right. You know, and it's like my own little personal things that I stick on my Facebook page from time to time. Well, this sent her over the edge. And my one son who follows me on Facebook, uh, he sends me, and if you can find it, it was so funny because if you know my son, this was this was like uh, I don't even know I can find it anymore. Um, da, 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 da. You know, he he writes on on my Facebook. You know, he's he sort of gets in on this on this whole conversation that's going back and forth. There were ten comments on it. He writes. Uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, Dad. WTF? <laughs> so, in other words, oh my, he's like sort of agreeing with this woman, but he's doing it tongue in cheek. So, so, and I type back for him, you know, Blake Hildebrand, no guitars for you, and that's sort of an inside joke because you know the you know the soup Nazi, no soup for you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. my my son's a guitar player, so I just put no guitars for you. So last night, I get a text from my son, and he says, this is exactly what he says, 5.31 last night, this is my son in Boston, Blake, can you please send me that video you posted 
this is the highlight of my year, okay? And keep in mind that my son, Blake, can be sarcastic at times. And I said, which one? And he types back, the duh one. And, and I said to him, I said, I said, um, uh, I said, did you, did it really make you laugh? And he says, yes, me and Drew are losing it, are, are both losing it, okay? And so I sent him the, the, the Brad duh emoji, and they claim they're going to use it on their own Facebook pages. So it'll be their father going, duh. You know. So and once again, it's to the point where you have to know my son, Blake. He has a very dry sense of humor. And when he says to me, this is the highlight of his year, I'm going like, yeah, right. He claims this is the funniest thing he's seen all year of me just tilting my head and going, duh. <laughs> Maybe that's because he kind of remembers that from his youth. I don't know if I ever did that. You know, I don't know if I ever did that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, and, and you know what's interesting? My three sons all live in different cities. My youngest son still lives here in the St. Louis area. My oldest son lives in Pensacola, Florida. And my middle son uh, lives in Boston. And every day they play one of these video games where they're on the headsets. They're like, like it's like, I don't know, it's like, you know, where they're like attacking. You know, it's like World War II kind of stuff where they're on the same team, but they're like on a headset and they're talking to each other. Okay, you come around the flank yeah, and that gaming. kind of stuff. Right. But they talk to each other every single day. I mean, like, I think seven days a week. I think that's so cool. I really do. So, Ever since you told me that, I thought, you know, that's, you know, well, it's, you and Vicky did a good job raising them kids. It's, it's modern technology in the respect that, you know, you and I wouldn't have been able to do this because of the fact that, you know, we wouldn't have made it. First off, it would be long distance and it would cost us a fortune. Second off, I don't think back then, you know, way back when you could make a three-way phone call. You know, maybe you could. I don't know. Uh, no, you could. Conference call or whatever. But, and this was the topic of all three of them last night talking about me getting beat up by this woman on Facebook and, you know, and got to the point where you witnessed it i got to the point where she was sending me so much nasty stuff i'm going like i put a stupid article about the onion you know from the onion on my facebook page and even to the point where if you read hold on i gotta hold on here i dropped my phone hold on, let me get this oh, one of the guys and i won't mention his name because what's interesting is that he has an interesting career in that he used to be a green beret and he says to me after this woman is sending all this nasty stuff to me he says this is his quote we have ways to make you socially responsible at the mandatory social responsibility re-education class <laughs> that's cute so, and then he says and then he says anybody who doesn't recognize the the onion the babylon bee have you ever heard of that one it's that's another good one too there's all sorts of funny stuff on that one and a couple uh, others as, i've not heard of that one yeah he says anyone who doesn't recognize the onion the babylon bee and a couple others as satire needs to read more widely though to be fair i've occasionally had to add warnings to my repostings it's getting more and more difficult to tell people uh to tell the satire from the facts so that's the deal I never put anything on my Facebook page to be nasty, mean, or anything like that. 
I try to put stuff on my Facebook page which makes people laugh because there's too much, you know, sad stuff in the world. There's too much, you know, people yelling at each other because you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican and I hate your guts because you love Trump and I love Hillary. And I mean, too much of that stuff. I'm so sick of that, you know, stuff that goes back and forth that, uh, you know, it's just a point. It's like, okay, done with it. So anyway, that's the story. Uh, I unfriended, and I did it in front of Shelly. I said, Shelly. Yes, you did. I said, and you never unfriend anybody. I said, but I have to say, I found the post, Yeah. and she's she's kind of abrasive. Kind of abrasive? I mean, she's like calling me every name in the book. You know? Yeah, and, she is, and she's talking about your sponsors. I know. And, I'm going like, I'm uh, going like, oh it's, my gosh. it's a joke. <laughs> it's like satire. This is the onion, you know what I mean? And once again, it would be like, calling up channel five and saying like i can't believe you have those that program on saturday night live though that you know that weekend update that's horrible the news they make fun of people that's terrible that's terrible you shouldn't do that it's satire you know so I mean, um oh and then somebody calls back to her and says her name and says, please refrain from being a chicken nugget scoon. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? What is a chicken? I don't know what that what means. What is a chicken nugget funny. scoon? I saw that one, too. I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's a good one. What is a chicken nugget scoon? <laughs> I don't know. Let me Google it. <laughs> I'm going like, I, you know, but see, once again, I read that and it makes me laugh. Once again, there's too much negative bs in the world there's too much you know you you know i hate you because you don't think like i do i hate that and i'm tr- i'm trying to and just like what you and i do okay we, you and i get serious from time to time but our goal is to entertain people our goal is to sometimes say stupid stuff so people will laugh at our stupidity and you know you and me sort of going back at each other and me making fun of you and stuff like that i never intend for any of it to be nasty mean you know, mean, you know, mean, uh, mean spirited. No, that's not how you are. No. I I can vouch for that. And to the point, he's a man child, but he never does anything that tries to, uh, well, I can't say that. Okay. He never does anything that will, um, hurt someone. And, um, he always tries to be funny. I'm a firm believer that staying positive and you know, being able to laugh at things, and more importantly, to be able to laugh at yourself, to be able to say things about God, I did something stupid yesterday, you know, or like, you know what I mean? It's just like it's to the point where I think that that's what you know, being a real human being is to you know, the show that that you've got your your you know your your frailties and your your hangups and your you know oddities and you know stupid things you do and things you you know did in life that you wish you wouldn't have done and you know stuff. Stuff like that, you know, but what do I know, right? <sighs> okay, so this is what a chicken nugget is. <laughs> it's an idiom that refers to the person in question as a type of chicken nugget to be devoured effortlessly by hungry, more dominant members of the social order. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a what's a scoon? S C O O N. What is a scoon? I don't I don't think I I'm... don't know. I got that actually from Urban Dictionary, <laughs> but um <laughs> Which I thought was fun. That's the first thing to come up. I'm trying chicken to find Wikipedia. Nugget, chicken nugget scoon. <laughs> Is, yeah. Isn't a scoon something like you put like in a, isn't that like some fancy drink or something like that? Like you have, you know, you drink something like in a scoon? No, a, that's not what that is. Okay. But I could tell you what it says, but. Um, 
It's, it's yeah, I can't. I can't. Oh, okay. It's something we can't talk about. Uh, no. Uh-uh. No. Okay. We'll leave that alone. It's it's 7.50. Westplex 107.1. Yep. It's BS in the morning. Your two chicken nugget scoons on the radio. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad. I'm sorry. Did you see, speaking of things I put in my Facebook page, did you see this video of the uh, campaign rally that Bernie uh, got interrupted by the topless the naked people, the topless ladies. Okay, I didn't see the video, but I saw the okay. First sound off, bite. First off, I'm scratching my head on this because I don't quite understand this. Um, Bernie was making a campaign uh, speech in front of a group at some rally in in um, Las. No, I don't know if he was in he was in Nevada. I don't know if he was in Las Vegas or not, but um, he was in Nevada because uh, the Nevada caucus is coming up. And all of a sudden, this lady in the middle of his speech, he's got a handheld microphone in his hand. This lady comes up to the podium. Actually, it was interesting because she was sitting behind him. There's a bunch of people sitting behind him. They all have these Bernie signs that they're holding up. And this lady gets off her chair, walks up from behind him and grabs the microphone, at least tries to grab the microphone from him. And at one point in time, she sort of pulls it away from him and she starts yelling stuff about milk and cows. Okay. And essentially, she is a protester protesting the fact that Bernie Sanders is a friend of the dairy industry and of animal agriculture, and that's wrong. So all of a sudden, two women appear from stage right, and they get up on the podium, or get up on the, on the, like the riser, and they take their tops off, and they're naked, and then they pour what appears to be strawberry milk over their heads, okay? I'm not making this up. It happened yesterday or the day before. It happened Monday, I believe. And I'm going like, okay, I don't quite get it. First off, why would they pour pink milk? And I guess, isn't like pink milk, isn't that strawberry milk? Yes, but it's probably supposed to uh, reference like the, the slaughtering of the cows. So, in other words, they're saying it's like blood. So, in other words, the milk is yes. blood. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I guess I'm scratching my head because I'm thinking, okay, I don't quite get this whole thing with the people that are uh, against um, cattle ranchers and dairy farmers. I don't get that. I understand what their complaint is, that you're killing animals and that... Also, that you know the flatulence of the the, uh, the 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 cows and the and the you know the other farm animals creates global warming. You know, I get it, but why would you, as a woman, go up on stage, be topless, and pour milk over your head? Does that make any uh, sense? Fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> well, I don't even think they got. 15. It was probably on their bucket list. <laughs> I don't. It, to me, it was like. I don't get it, you know? I mean, and, and what was funny was he comes back on stage and actually makes a couple funny remarks about it. One about does like, he? Yeah, and he says something he does. about... Did you capture them? Well, he says something about like, you're like, hey, we're in, we're in Nevada and, you know, every crazy stuff happens in Nevada or stuff like that. And he said a couple other things. But I guess the thing that also caught me sort of by surprise is I thought he was supposed to have Secret Service protection and, you know, when somebody storms the stage, you don't know what they're up to. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, if you're and, 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 you know, crazy weird stuff happens nowadays. 
And yes, it does. And and it was probably if you watch the video, it was probably I don't know maybe ten seconds in when you finally see a couple guys sort of you know approach the women. And here's the other thing is, if you're a guy and there's a woman protester and she's naked from the waist up. What do you do? You can't touch her. Yes. What do you do? I mean, it's like, it's like, because somebody's going to say, I can't believe you did that. You touched her. It's like, okay, what do I do? Do I grab her by the leg? You know, do I tackle her? I mean, do I get a rope and lasso her? I mean, you know, I mean, it's just a weird situation. It's just uh, bizarre. I, you know. I don't. I, I'm sure he had some kind of quippy thing, you know, like, ladies, don't you know that my, my, I have white hairs on my, I have hairy legs. <laughs> but, okay, so is the, is the, and I guess, and I'm going to maybe walk on eggshells when I say this, but is the, Probably. is the symbolism of the women showing their breasts, is that have to do with like the milk thing? Is that what that's about? That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. I didn't see the video, but you know, you are, you know, radio is the theater of the mind and you are a great storyteller. So <laughs> getting what I heard from you, it's, that's probably supposed to symbolize the milk. I, it just was like weird. And, you know, <laughs> and they're doing, you know, it's, it, uh, you'd have to watch it. It's on my Facebook page. If you want to go there, if you go directly to breadfb.com. But I do please ask you. Please don't put nasty stuff in my Facebook page. Please don't accuse me of being a liar or a faker or stuff like that. I mean, this really happened. You know, this is not anything. Yeah, this is not the onion. <laughs> right. This is not the onion. This happened. It happened to Bernie Sanders. And you know what's interesting is he's getting more and more hecklers. I mean, some of his some of his campaign stops. There's more and more people going after him. And I, I you know, and I started was surprised at that because I'm thinking to myself, you know, he has that image of like, hey, I'm like your grandfather. You know, hey. Hey, I'm sort of, you know, I say goofy stuff from time to time and, you know, and and vote for me. I'm Bernie Sanders. You know, that kind of stuff. You know, he seems sort of harmless, don't you think? I do think. Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, it's 8:03. It's time for well, us to go. Well, that's going to be for Hold on, man. I got to stop this. I'm watching the video again. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. My phone won't stop. Or is that you? Oh, that's you. Shelly. Shelly's watching the video. Shelly, 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 we're on the air. Shelly, we're on the air. Shelly, Shelly, we're on the air. Hi, everyone. Okay, you just watched the video. Is that weird or what? It was really weird, and I don't understand it. I don't understand the the scenario at all. And the lady. And I didn't know we were on the air. My bad. Sorry, yeah, everyone. Yeah, the lady who originally grabbed the microphone, she went off on, I'm here to protest, you know, Bernie's support of animal husbandry, whatever the heck she's going on about. Supporting the animal dairy. Animal agriculture. Yeah, animal agriculture in the dairy industry. And then these two women come up on stage. And did you see the guys, like, not knowing what to do? You know, they're like, yeah, you know, they're, they're like, like, okay, I, how do I grab. Touch? Right, how do I grab this this topless lady and get her off the stage? I mean, see, that's when they should have had blankets. They should always have blankets at rallies because people do stupid things. So, and so okay. if they would have had blankets, they could have gone towards the women and then wrapped them in the blankets. Man, yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's almost like going out on a Friday night. There yeah. are certain things that you take yeah. just in case, like the perfect shade of red lipstick, um, a safety pin, um, a warm coat, 
in the car just in case it gets cold and you get and uh, your car breaks down. Stuff like that. They should do the same thing. They should have blankets there. They should have um, to be prepared for <laughs> topless women showing up on stage. Yes. <laughs> Okay, yes. whatever. I, mean, I bet their parents are so proud. <laughs> so, well, yeah, hey, you make me so hey, proud. You, know you just went naked that, on national that, television in front of a presidential candidate. You know what? That is sort of... Oh, that's my daughter. I'm just yes, so proud. that is sort of funny when you think about that. Yeah, hey, the guy at work today. Hey, did you see my daughter on national TV? Yeah, she was I one know. of them that took her top off and poured milk on her head, you know, in the Bernie Sanders campaign. And they go, oh, that was your daughter? Oh, you must be so proud of your daughter. Yeah, I sent her way to school. Yeah, she got a she got a four year degree, and, oh, and now, now she's taking her top off and pouring milk on her head. Got my oh. tickle box going. <laughs> right. right. Oh, you're so lucky to have a daughter that's been on TV with Bernie Sanders. Oh my God! Oh, that's I'm thinking, something that she could tell her grandkids. I, I Listen, think, kids. I, guess what I did when I was 25. Well, you know, what? <laughs> well, that's like that's like. Oh, maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow. But that's like one person I know who is a an attorney uh, who did a lot of, um, uh, shall we say, um, murder cases. Okay. And uh, she would go to this convention every year and they would have a forensic uh, pathologist who would come and, and, you know, talk about, you know, doing autopsies and bodies and things like that. And the, the, the hit of the show was after he gave this very long and, and, and boring and somewhat macabre presentation on doing autopsies on, you know, murder victims and things like that, he would show his favorite pictures of tattoos on people that he had done uh, autopsies on. And the one that was always... That's kind of (laughs) dark. I know, it's sort of bizarre. But the one she said, he always ended with the one slide where the guy had a toe tag tattooed on the bottom of his foot. You know how when they put you in the morgue, they put a toe tag on you? And he had a toe tag already tattooed on the bottom of his foot with his name on it. So that's that's just in case he ever got um, ended forgot up, where he was at or know, who he was. Ended up in the morgue dead in this in this case he did end up in the morgue dead and he had a in the, the picture was of the toe tag and the real toe tag on his foot. So in other words he had a toe tag of his name tattooed on the bottom of his foot and then unfortunately when they did the autopsy they had another toe tag so there were two toe tags on him one that was the you know the actual toe tag and the other one which was the tattoo and she said that always and she she, always brought down the crowd that that was always he ended his presentation with i'm going like oh boy tmi okay (laughs) we got to get out of here we have, we do. We're we have, late. We're oh, late for a very important date. Overstayed our welcome today, talking about Bernie. And you said to me this morning, what was the first thing you said to me when we went on the air? You don't have anything on our list to talk about. Okay, did I make up for that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Bravo, Brad. Way to pull things and, out of your and way out of to my pull something together. Yeah, you know, out of my armpit. Is that what you was going to say? Okay. That's, so. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. <laughs> so I'm going to tilt my head to the side and say, duh. Duh. And then Shelly's going to say, oh, the smartest man in St. Charles is stepping up to the microphone and says, <laughs>